0: Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this Instant Reaction Podcast. you think by the third one I'd have the scene order ready, but here we are. Uh, my name is Peter Klein, doing the Instant Reaction shows for what we saw this weekend uh, with the, uh, the, the, the final Christmas Day game with the Baltimore Ravens. Whooping the ass of the San Francisco Florida ers the final score a lot to not as much. Uh, we are going to break it down from uh, each team's perspective. Did one of these for every game on the, the Christmas schedule. So if you're looking for the Raider game, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Raider game against Kansas City, that is where, wherever you're consuming this, podcast or YouTube, that is here. Uh, Same thing for the Eagles and the Giants, that's here. And now we get to the main event, the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein. twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, diary at yahoo.com. All right, let's get into it. Um, This was... A wildly unexpected outcome for me. I have been talking for weeks about how the San Francisco 49ers are the top team in the NFL. And then there is a gap, and then there's a bit of another gap, and then there's like the Baltimores and all those guys. But San Francisco is the most complete team in the league, and the Baltimore Ravens are the most complete team in the league that we have at home. And yet, the Baltimore Ravens came out and just dominated San Francisco. Let's start on the Ravens side and we have to start with the defense. Uh, About a thousand interceptions in this game. Uh, The first time that a San Francisco 49er quarterback has thrown four interceptions in a game since I believe 2015 and then they threw another with the backup and um, it it looked like maybe there would be a bit of a, a San Francisco like, oh, are they? Are they? No, there won't be. This defense came to play in a big way and look Brock Purdy was not perfect in this game but it's one of the themes of the day it was the pressure on the quarterbacks it was the front four for Baltimore that was able to come together and really show what they were able to do and they were aggressive right from the word go they were in Brock Purdy's face so much of what San Francisco does is rhythm and timing and and all of those sorts of things and Baltimore never let them get into it Baltimore had them thrown off and having to go to option B, C, D E-F-G and then oh it's uh, actually the, the option you didn't think of it's passing it to our team the the pressure was in Purdy's face all game long and the secondary did an amazing job now there were some holes there were absolutely some holes out there in that secondary to be taken advantage of but more often than not when there were holes back there it's because five guys were piling on top of Rock Purdy and he wasn't able to do anything this was like the Baltimore Ravens of my youth growing up, where, where it was a dominant defense. And um, you could have swore you saw Ray Lewis or Terrell Suggs out there, but it's this new wave, and it, it felt like it was coming in waves on, on San Francisco all game long. Just complete annihilation. On on the defensive side of things, the passes were getting deflected, um, receivers recovered, and then passes just getting intercepted. They were disguising coverages so well, just everything you would want to do. Baltimore was able to do that. Now, is this uh, one of those games where oh well, now this is the blueprint? I don't think so. Uh, San Francisco, San Francisco is still very, very, very good, uh, but th- this is, I, I think. I was gonna say, I think this is more what Baltimore did than what San Francisco didn't do. I'm not gonna take this away from Baltimore. I do think a bit of it is what what San Francisco didn't do. But look, like this is, again, an offense with Debo and CMC and Ayuk and Kittle um, and some dude named James, I think, got a touchdown in this game. This is a team that has all of those weapons and they still couldn't get anything going all game long, this was an impressive performance from the defense. Offensively, it didn't start great for Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson just sprinted back into his end zone to take a, a safety while tripping over a, an official, and you kind of thought, like, man, this is this is going to be an ugly one. And there were some throws that you didn't love, but then you saw Lamar Jackson and you saw the evolution of Lamar Jackson pocket passer. There was pressure on him while the game was still in doubt. There there would be pressure around him and instead of shrugging one off and just taking off he shrugged a defender off and then stood there in the pocket or he knew a defender was coming and shifted in a way so that the defender couldn't get to him or had to alter things giving him a few more seconds so he could get the pass out. This was not one look and run, Lamar Jackson. This was, I'm not going to say refined passer, because there were some passes that missed, which think about that. It could have been could have been even worse for, for Baltimore in this game. But this was a Lamar Jackson who looked poised and who looked ready to take another step in the biggest stage that he's been in, successful in so far at the National Football League level. Um, that you have the two best teams in the league facing off primetime Monday night and he kicked the shit out of them. Um, it was a real good job of, like I said, staying composed, finding his targets. And then, yeah, when it it came time to run, he ran. And he is better than anyone at doing that. Um, but I I was so impressed with what I saw from Lamar Jackson as a passer. Again, some of the passes are going to be off, but that's basically every quarterback in the league is going to have passes that were a a little bit off target. But I, I thought Lamar feeling pressure around him and still looking downfield and still attacking was a really really nice sign for this Baltimore Ravens team for what they were able to accomplish today um that was and what they're looking to accomplish going forward with Lamar being very comfortable standing in the pocket and making those throws I, I was just I could I cannot tell you how impressed I was the, the running game was what was what it was uh Zay Flowers looks like a dude Isaiah likely coming up with a, a couple of big catches um but aside from that like no one really stood out but this was this was Lamar Jackson doing what Lamar Jackson does on the San Francisco side of things um on the offense this was atrocious like all of those interceptions. It just, it felt like backbreaker after backbreaker after backbreaker. Like they, they were able to move the ball and then had to settle for a field goal. And then like, they had just said, wow, they scored 10 straight touchdowns on road zone possessions, interception. It wasn't just the interceptions early. Um, it was where they were coming, like in the red zone. That was a devastating interception to allow Baltimore to, to get right back in that football game when it seemed like everything was going San Francisco's way. Um, it's, it's settling for field goals when that's normally not what they were able to do. And what was frustrating is there were like I said, it felt like there were some holes out there. There'd be a pass to Kittle and he's wide open to take it 50 some yards. Debo Samuel let loose all over. Um, Every time Christian McCaffrey touched the ball, it felt like he could go for 9, 10, 15, 20 yards. Uh, But that's just CMC in general. Like, it it felt like they were there, but there was just, there was an execution that wasn't there for San Francisco. And the thing that concerns me, um, and look, like every team is going to be more comfortable winning than losing, but this was a very poor job of handling things as they were spiraling. And that was kind of a, a note on Kyle Shanahan um as the offensive coordinator for a team that blew a 28-3 to lead in a Super Bowl is that when that ball starts rolling the against him, it's very difficult for him to get that back. Um we saw it earlier today in Kansas City. The the Chiefs looked like they had nothing going. And then one play turned into eight and they were able to get that touchdown. Can or San Francisco doesn't didn't seem to have that, where, like, things would be going against them and it would just all just pile on top of each other and it would become a, a real issue for them. I did not like at all how this San Francisco team handled adversity. And it's great. Like, it's it's awesome to go out and kick the crap out of everyone. And they are still capable of doing that. Like, I'm going to do power... I don't know if I'm going to do power rankings this week, actually. But if I was going to, I don't think I'd drop them any further than two. Like, that. that's just not where I I think they should go. that This is still a really good football team. But this was concerning to see when when things started going poorly, Purdy starting to force it, interceptions start happening, and it it felt like Shanahan as a play caller was trying to get 10 points at a time on each play. And it, it just, it took them completely out of rhythm. You are going to face adversity. This is the National Freaking Football League. You are going to face adversity. People are going to come up and punch you in the mouth. And San Francisco did not handle that well. But, again, like, when you watch this game, Ayuk looks awesome, Debo looks awesome, Kittle's got a jump, man. Um and CMC looks awesome. They'll be back. They'll be fine. We're not panicking about the San Francisco 49ers, but this is just one of those, like, keep it in the back of your head for when we get into January, uh, which is right around the corner, um, and if we do get into February with this team, that this was just one of those, like, remember what happened here. Defensively, they had a lot of cracks at Lamar and just couldn't bring him down, and many is the defense that's going to suffer those issues. Um, I thought coverage-wise they were okay, but I, I like I just they were put in some bad spots tonight and that I, I think really kind of snowballed on them and then Lamar was Lamar right like I, I don't think this was anything San Francisco's defense necessarily did wrong I thought they got good pressure on the quarterback throughout the game Lamar Jackson's just Superman I thought they tackled really well downfield on a few plays uh, again Lamar Jackson is just Superman that that's basically what this comes down to um, is that their offense put them in shitty situations, and then the other guy over there should probably win the MVP. That's, I mean, that's one of the bigger stories of the night, too, is it feels like Lamar Jackson may have just, like, snatched the MVP right away from Brock Purdy. But it, it was a fun game, and I, I think I come away from this one instead of like, man, you know, I think Baltimore might be the most complete team in the, in the AFC to, you know... Baltimore might be the most complete team in the NFL. I'll still put like the, the like player for player. You look at it, San Francisco still got it. But holy cow, execution for execution, Baltimore's got it. And we talked about this at the beginning of the season with Munken coming in as the offensive coordinator, the Ravens are getting better and they're getting more comfortable in this offense as the season goes along. And Munkin's getting more comfortable with the NFL. And this was a big thing he did at Georgia. It wasn't just, okay, we're a run team or we're a pass team. It's okay, you suck against the run, guess we're a run team. You suck against the pass, guess we're a pass team. And I I think he has now brought that to this team and they've really started to jive with that. I'm really excited about where the Baltimore Ravens are going. Um... It's, it's still going to come down to Lamar making plays in crunch time in the playoffs. And that's something he hasn't done yet, but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. All right, that is going to do it for uh, the Instant Reactions today. You guys have been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, uh, there are two others wherever you're taking this in. If you're watching it on YouTube, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you are listening to this one in podcast form, make sure you leave a review and subscribe to the channel. Uh, coming up on Couch Potato Diary, this week i was on the fresh Take network doing their year in review uh so i'm going to break that up throughout the week and we're, we're going to be playing that there uh so there isn't going to be a ton for new stuff from me on this feed necessarily uh but we do like uh me and josh um we covered everything <laughs> like baseball basketball football local stuff uh combat sports best worst like well, we cover a lot of ground on on that particular show. So I think it's gonna be a lot of fun for you guys to check that out throughout the week. For World Junior coverage, I'm going to be on Game Over International bright and early tomorrow morning after Canada finishes their game with Finland. Uh, The game is at six mountain time, so after that. uh, That's when I will be tuning in, or that's when I will be on, so tune into that. That is on the SDPN YouTube channel. I am also there on uh, Thursday, Wednesday wednesday i'm also there wednesday after the game on the 27th um, as the flames come back from their christmas trip and i'm gonna be there new year's eve as the flames uh turn the page on 2023 Uh, so check me out on sdpn three times in the upcoming week also i'm gonna be on sportsnet 960 the fan this week uh the 27th 28th and 29th 7 a.m to 10 a.m check me out there. I think that's all I have. All right. Uh, one more time, follow me on social media at primetime basically anywhere you can think of except for Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash primetime PK. And you can email me couch diary at yahoo.com. Thank you guys for watching all of this. Talk to you guys later. I'm out.